Where has the time gone? It's episode 50 of the Arrive Early, Leave Late podcast. I'm your host, Bethel Duran, and I take a lot of pride in hosting this podcast. When we first started, had no clue what we were really doing. The wheels were turning, and we were off and running. But one thing that we wanted to do was take the listener behind the scenes of the sports scene of Los Angeles, talking with our writers. And I take a lot of pride in knowing that we got every single sports writer employed by the LA Times on the podcast. And thanks a lot to all of them. So today we're going to do something different. Instead of talking about, oh, what the Lakers are doing or what the Rams are doing or what's going on at USC, let's just bring you to the staff. We're going to be joined by Fidel Martinez, who runs the LA Times social media, and also by Mark Pott, who does a lot of the great video work that you see on the Times Sports section. So today, it's a special edition behind the curtain of how it all works in the LA sports scene. It's time for the Arrive Early, Leave Late podcast. It's Wednesday, June 26th. It's 2019. You consume your sports very, very different way from when you were a kid, from the way your mom and dad used to. Look, it's different from what you used to do a year ago. You now read, you watch TV, you watch video, you look at Twitter, you look at Instagram, you look at all the social media feeds, and you have news instantaneously. You don't have to wait till the next day. The written word is still very powerful, but now the writers, they interview a player, they better tweet about it right then and there. If not, their story's going to be obsolete within two hours. And the LA Times has done a great job investing on making sure that the support staff is huge making sure that the support staff is important. You have quality people doing great work, and it may seem like there's 30 people doing it, but no, there's only one. There's only one Fidel Martinez. He's running the Times sports section, social media, and there's only one Mark Potts. He's doing video, not just for the sports section, but for everybody, and that's the one. It's like how the Brits say, there's only one Ricky Hatton. Well, there's only one Fidel Martinez and Mark Potts. Thank you guys for joining us. I want to give kudos to you guys for what you do. Because you've completely changed, and I'm going to say this as a Times employee, a very boring social media feed into something interactive where I actually wanted to follow it. I want to interact with it because it used to be before, here's a score, here's a story, and that's it. It was a robot. Why did you change it up, Fidel, or who changed it for you? Um, take all the credit, please. Oh, I will take all the credit. There you go. And I, I hate to do this early on, but just a correction. There's actually like two Fidel Martinez's. The other one's my dad, senior. So, <laughs> and you know, being Mexican, you have to have that junior. Okay. Si fidelito. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I originally started with the Times to help with the audience engagement, and sports didn't have anyone. So, naturally, being a sports fan by nature, I started helping out. And Angel Rodriguez, a lot of credit to him to just, he just told me, like, do what you do. Like, I trust you, which is. Kind of a terrible mistake, but so far, so good. So why do you interact with the fans? Because that's a slippery slope right there. My title is audience engagement, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm engaging with the audience. You know, I feel like one of the great things about sports is that it's a communal experience, right? You interact with people, you know, whether it be players or reporters or the fans. We have the privilege of being around at these events, so why not show them, like, what it's like? So you get paid to tweet? I get paid to tweet, yes. Audience engagement. And Mark... I see you, you don't just work just the sports section. You do a lot of different sections here at the Times, but you're wearing a Dodger cap right now. I know you're a sports fan. This is a Los Angeles hat. This is not a Dodger hat. How dare you? I'm a journalist. 
Yeah, that's out the window right now. You're wearing a Dodger cap right now. <laughs> and you get to interact with the fans and the players from a different perspective because mm-hmm. you have that video camera. And when people see a video camera, they'll always talk to you, right? Yeah, they will. E- yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah, it kind of depends. It depends on the location, the sporting event. But Dodger fans are usually pretty down to chat and to be chatty and very vocal. You get to go to cool events. Mm-hmm. March Madness, you were... They learned to gamble. Yeah, I went to Vegas and learned to gamble on basketball. You um, went to the Super Bowl. I did not get to go to the Super Bowl. No? That was no, me. that was Oh, Fidel. that was you, Fidel? Yeah. I had to go to Sundance. Oh, oh you were at the Sundance. I'm yeah, sorry. I was doing the video studio at Sundance. It was really, guys, I got free donuts like every day, so it was pretty cool. Oh, wow. That means you're up early. No need for that. <laughs> what do you do? When people ask you, what do you do, Marpots? What do you say? I always just say, I don't know. I just make a bunch of videos for different departments. I worked on a video with Gustavo, who did the story about the truck driver who did art on the back of his truck. Worked with James Queeley when he wrote about Michael Conley, the author. And I did an interview with Michael Conley. I do the sports videos. I'm starting to venture into more funny videos, which I have to thank Fidel for. You're becoming a character on the LA Times social media scene. I didn't know anything about you, but I just saw you walk in. Was that hand thing you walked in? Oh, the Thanos glove? Yeah, Yeah, what is Thanos? What is Oh, boy. (laughs) What is is Thanos? It's a movie, right? He's a character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know anything about comic books. All I know is that you walked into the LA Times security desk, which mm-hmm. is hardcore. It's like going to the Pentagon, the yeah. way that they are downstairs. And you walked in with this arm thing or whatever? Yeah, I had the glove and they let me record trying to get it through security. And Terrence was super down to be in it. And his boss, uh, I think, thought it was so absurd. She said yes, which is nice. That's the lesson. If it's The more stupid it is, the more likely people will say yes. It really is. Because huh? they, they don't know actually, what Actually, it really doing. is our strategy for <laughs> making videos together. We usually just spitball dumb ideas and then the idea that it sounds the dumbest we usually do it and i think it's ripe with sports and pop culture of course but we're always trying to think of fun videos with dodgers or football team basketball team any of this stuff because i think fans want to see that because you are right you consume media in so many different ways and so many people write the same story make the same video if i never see another reporter giving me and today's game they won four to three here's my analysis 30 seconds it's boring it's dry it's been done you have to evolve from that and what you guys are doing the audience interacting like you take the fan there and i'm not saying this because we're here at the late times but you guys are really starting to do that where i think at opening day for the angels you were there and it's like oh man that's what it looks like outside yeah. or at dodger games or at laker game, wherever it is you guys are at the audience engagement is big because i can read plashy's story i can read everybody else's story but i want to feel like i'm there and as a fan you're there everybody puts on their social media like when people go to concerts hey i saw the entire concert cool on your instagram story whatever but you guys have access that people don't so when you're on the field it's like whoa that's what it looks like how much fun is it for you guys just to come up with those ideas of what we want to do it's the least stressful part because you know with dodgers this is what i cover a lot of especially right now because it's baseball season but during playoffs, you got to make sure to get, you know, the pregame press conferences. You still got to get some of the oh, yeah. the more mundane stuff, but we have to get that. And then I have to do the postgame stuff in the clubhouse. But like in between, Fidel and I are working on other ideas or he is running tweets by me or I would say 75% of the time I'm like, don't tweet that. You'll get fired. Yeah. And just, then he tweets it and he doesn't get fired, which is great. That's good. That's uh, good. He, but he worded it carefully. Carefully. Yes. <laughs> that That is the way you could say it. You know, sure. Do you have a background in journalism? I was an American studies major, so right. I basically studied pop culture and history. Okay. Which, weirdly, I feel makes me really good at this job because it's a lot of winging it, you know? I yeah. mean, like, literally my entire major was made up. 
That's you know? cool. So like this job is kind of like that. It is. The audience engagement, the interaction. More people know you from your social media accounts now than they do where you work. Like Arash Markazi, who works here at the LA Times, people know him as Arash Markazi. They didn't know that he worked at ESPN for a while. They didn't know where he worked at Sports Illustrated. They know him from the engagement that he has. And it's true. What you have to do now is you have to sell yourself. And I give the Times a lot of credit. They have a podcast. They have a Twitter account that's interactive. They have a video department that's at. A lot of other places are very, how do you say, full of themselves. Yeah, I'll say it that way. And they don't want to adapt and move on. And what's the feedback you guys get from some of the older writers? That's what I want to know. It's interesting because I feel like a lot of people, I would say a majority of this newsroom, understand that we live in a new media landscape. And it sounds like kind of a, a BS thing to say, but I think a lot of them get it. You know, the Thanos glove was me how do I do my job while wearing this glove? And it was a very dumb video, but the movie was coming out. So there was like a little bit of a news peg to it. Everything we do that's silly has a little bit of a news peg to it. We do all sorts of ridiculous videos during playoffs and baseball season because I think sports fans want to see that. I would say like, you know, when I'm doing the videos with Andy and Dylan and Plaschke and now Jorge, I always encourage them to be mean to each other. To each um, other. To each other. Embrace like, debate. Because it brings debate, but also, like, if you're going to watch some people talk about how a game went, you want it to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. you, you, like you said, you don't want to hear, well, the Dodgers won 5-3 to three today. Let's talk about it. And Plaschke says, well, it was neat that Bellinger hit a home run. Like, you want them to, like, kind of go at each other. Yeah. And they do it. And I think it's a fun way to watch a video. As for how it's taken in office, I've received a lot of compliments from all ages. Good. And there's a very specific group of people I will not mention that think that we're dragging the name through the mud. The LA Times is a name that's prestigious. It's where you aspire to work if you're a writer. But at the same time, in the evolving marketplace that we have, where you have so much competition where you can consume your news, I like it. And I'm 40, so I'm in that weird area. So I started as a reporter before there was social media, and you actually had to do your real work all the time, and you had time to breathe and let a story happen. But now you can't. You have to be interactive with people. Has there ever been any kind of pushback of like, hey, calm down? I haven't personally, but... That's good. I haven't either. That's I think good. my direct editors and Angel especially are always supportive of whatever... What about the series. fan reaction? I think fans, especially some of the videos that we do, they're not necessarily very cut and dry, so a lot of fans really like them. You know, yeah. we, we, like, we were at uh, Dodger Stadium for Mexican Heritage Night, and that's not necessarily like a story that we would write, but it's still kind of a big deal because if you live in L.A., you know that the Dodgers aren't anything without their Latino and Mexican-American mm -hmm. fans. On a Tuesday, it was sold out. And I was at home watching because I don't go to Dodger Stadium when it's sold out. There's no need for that traffic. And I'm watching. You guys did a great job interacting. You're right. The next day, I didn't see it in the print. I didn't see a story about it because there was no real news story about it. But the interaction that you had where Dieter Rule was playing a Spanish songs on the organ and the players and Verdugo and all that stuff. It was cool to see where if you're a fan, you're just thinking, oh, it's the Dodgers playing the Brewers on a Tuesday, whatever. But you have that buildup. And that, I kid you not, and I'll give you guys a lot of credit, looking at your tweets that day, it made me watch the game a little bit, the first couple innings. Then I was like, okay, let me go on with my day. But it was cool to see what went on between the 5 and 7 o'clock hours that you guys had everything going on there. So kudos to you guys for finding and thinking outside of the box, man. You guys are good. Well, thank you. And I think Fidel has done a great job to give you some compliments because I know you'll return it and give me a lot of compliments. It's the only reason I'm doing this. But Are you from Oklahoma? Me? Yeah. Yes. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner? From right. Oklahoma. Because you're wearing a Oklahoma hoodie right now? Yes. Or is it just okay? It's just Oklahoma is literally just okay. As a Texas native. Wait, I, you're from Texas? Yes, sir. And you're from Oklahoma? Yeah. Oh, my, and you're both working in L.A.? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. life is crazy. Yeah. That's what. Well, see, it's, hey, it's, you want diversity here at the LA Times? <laughs> we have it. If you have Texas and, and Angel's Oklahoma, a UT guy, and college football is coming up, and we're going to give each other crap. You should. When that comes around, I keep trying to get him to uh, go to the state fair, the Texas state fair. Is it big? Well, it's where OU Texas plays, but okay. it's also like one of the biggest state fairs. It's where they have like 50 plus fried foods. I think fried beer was introduced there. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's Wait, ter- go back to the part where you're going to pay me a compliment. Oh, that's that's boring. We don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say like there's a fine line between giving a personality to a Twitter and then not being ethical. Correct. And I think you do a good job of like engaging just enough that it's like, oh, look at this brand. You know, they say on Twitter, like, oh, look at the brand trying to be edgy. You got to build like, your brand. But I think what I'm trying to say is, like, it's a good personality. Fidel Martinez, when you started your career, there was no tweeter or Twitter or whatever you people wanted to call it, right? Mm, actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. What's the first sporting event you ever covered? The first sporting event I ever covered... Where you got paid and you're like, whoa. Was actually a UFC fight. Really? Yeah. And yeah, you went straight to the big leagues. Yeah. Ain't no Friday Night Lights for you, huh, Texas no. kid? <laughs> yeah. It was... Uh, one of the Diaz brothers, the older one, I want to say Nick Diaz. He he fought Condit. Okay, Carlos Condit. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and it's like a fight. It was a good fight. It went down, you know. But for you though, did you were you scared walking in there with a credential? Not really. I've always been fake it till I make it, you know. Yeah, and but it's one thing to fake it when you're like at a high school game, but when you're in a big arena like that. Everybody's looking at you. Come on, you got a little, little like, okay. Okay, yeah, I mean, it was, it was actually very intuitive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I still don't. You what know, were you doing that night? I was covering it for a company called Break Media, and they okay. had an MMA-specific website called Cage Potato, which okay. you know, used to be one of the great ones. But anyway, they just needed someone to go, so I went. So Where's your credential at? I know you kept it. It's in the bottom of my— You got to have it somewhere. Yeah, that's one of the cool things about working in sports. You start accumulating credentials, and yeah. you sort of— Start seeing like the photos that's aging through the credentials. Yeah, <laughs> that's a new phenomena for was me. Was that your first ever credential? That was my first ever credential. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. What about when you look at it and you see your name on there? It's, it's super official. It's weird, right? It, I don't know. It's still like even now getting credentialed and walking around, you feel like this weird. You're still sense. waiting for security to stop you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you didn't do anything when you were a kid in Texas, um, no high school newspaper or anything like that. No. Nah. Nothing. Nothing. I didn't write for my college paper or anything. I just sort of, you know, my parents are both immigrants. So like when they were like, you're going to be a lawyer, you know, and when after I graduated and then that didn't happen, I was like, well, what am I going to do? So I started blogging, you know, and eventually. Because Mexican parents love to know that their kids are blogging. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. Mijo es un blogger. Michelle (laughs) Martinez. Mark Potts, the first time you ever worked a sporting event was where? If I remember correctly, it was Dodgers playoffs two years ago. Are you serious? Yeah, it was the first game of the NLDS. You went to Oklahoma. Yes. Great sports program there, mm-hmm. right? I did not do any sports coverage. I, oh, I interviewed Bob Stoops once. He was running away from a press conference, and I caught up with him. All right, so you weren't part of the Oklahoma Sooner Booner? I was part of the, the, the newspaper. I was part of the newspaper in the sense that the comedy website that I wrote and did video for got swept up under the newspaper so then we i just kept doing it for the newspaper so how the heck did you end up in sports i just badgered angel until uh our boss yeah well i started work here and then i kept pitching that we needed to do dodgers playoff coverage Mm -hmm. and i came up with a plan and i pitched it and they let me do it so you're a sports fan yes but you weren't working in sports and you said let me find a way to get in there pretty much that's awesome and there wasn't anyone covering it so that first playoffs i did Dodgers went to Game 7 of the World Series, did 109 videos in 30 days. Are you serious? Yeah. The first time I ever walked into Dodger Stadium as a member of the credentialed media, mm-hmm. like I grew up going there. My seats were always in the reserve section or in left field pavilion. 
And the first time I stepped onto the grass at Dodger Stadium, I looked up, I was like, whoa, like, you're not from LA, but that stadium is still a cathedral, right? Oh, it was breathtaking. But like, also, I do a horrific amount of planning. So when I was going to do this, and when they cleared me, I did a tour. I, I paid to do one of the stadium <laughs> tours. So I You got did the, the off-day tour? I did the off-day tour. Which is tour, smart, by the way. So I knew kind of where I was going, yeah. but it was still frightening and like... Because at, the elevator at Dodger Stadium doesn't work. You have to know how to take the stairs the oh, right I've, way. I've done those stairs. I don't look like I've done those stairs a lot, but I've done the no, stairs No, but the first time you do lot. the stairs, you're like, oh, this is how works yeah and now i go to every other stadium and i'm like dodger stadium stupid yeah it is that's one elevator every other stadium has 90 elevators everybody else. um well that's cool yeah man. that was my first time doing sports where's your credential at i have home and away credentials and some of them are here and some of them are at home that's cool and i had to get the buttons because i'm not part of yeah. like the credential media so i gotta get the clubhouse buttons no like, no, no no the clubhouse button is a special privilege yeah even the credential media mm -hmm. they figure out who needs to be in that clubhouse that means you were very important, Mark Potts, because when I would get my well, clubhouse badge, some of the other radio guys were like, why'd he get it? I'm like, that's right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't flex. know how I got it. The, I got it the first two rounds really easily, and then it was the World Series. Yeah, you didn't get a damn thing World Series. Well, the MLB, <laughs> the MLB didn't give it to me, but the Dodgers hooked me up. Oh, and in the last World Series, I wasn't supposed to get it, but at the last minute, the credential line, I got split onto the line that the new guy who had never worked World Series was working. So I just said, oh, I need one of the playoffs clubhouse buttons. And he just goes, um, okay. And I Mark took Potts. it. And like, I think I was with Fidel and I literally go, we got to walk. We yep, got to walk. Now, go, go, go. Mark Potts, the hustler. Yes. Fidel, what's some of the coolest sports experiences you've been to? I was at the Super Bowl. Nice. Um, I was also at the last World Series, which honestly, one of my favorite experiences so far. And I'll get to your compliment eventually. But one of the cool experiences that I've had so far was during the first two games of the last World Series when it was... Dodgers, Red Sox, we went to Boston and we just basically wore straight for 48 hours. And then the night before my flight, it, the Dodgers had lost those two games. The night before my flight, we had an early morning flight. So I just like went to grab a drink and there were just a bunch of LA fans. Boston started the beat LA chant. And then there were a bunch of Dodgers fans who overtook the bar and then changed the chant from beat LA to East LA. And it was honestly the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, you know? So, like, yeah, that's one of my favorite things I've experienced. Another one, you were there when Magic decided to straight up quit. Oh, my goodness. You know, that like, that, that day, that was basically, hey, it's the last Laker home game. Let's record. That was know. a weird one because we were standing next to Magic. Right, yeah. As he's waiting to speak to the media. So we're interviewing Bill McDonald, the Lakers TV play-by-play voice. Magic walks away and talks to the media like, ah, what's he going to do? Talk about, oh, the Lakers, blah, blah, good season. Uh, and then 30 seconds later, Magic just quit. That night is a great example for why social media is important for sports journalism because as soon as we heard, we walked next door and I took out my phone and started recording his mm -hmm. goodbye. And it was shaky, but we were one of the first people to get it out You're there, on there. You know, so yeah, I mean, it's been... It's been a good ride. It's been good, you know, hashtag bless, as, as a kid say. But it's been a privilege to work here, like working with Mark. It's been Mr. great. Mr. Mark Potts? No, but I mean, one of the things, like we've known each other before we worked here, okay. but like we really bonded working here. And I think... Some of the favorite stuff that I've worked on has been stuff that I work with Mark because we just come up with an idea and then just sort of figure it out along the way. Well, cool. And Potts, what about you? I think every cool, really cool sports event I've been to, the team I'm rooting for lost. So in college, I went to, not to brag, but I was in the band, the marching band. At OU? At OU. So I, hey, that's I, good. That's a big band. I got to go to the two national championships they lost. Though one doesn't exist, the USC game, that didn't happen. <laughs> and so I, I got to go to those. Those were fun. The World Series the last two years. That's um, cool. 
which has always been an adventure. I think those are kind of the biggest things for me. It's a lot of fun, man. You guys keep doing One last thing, actually. This recently, the Canelo fight, I got to interview Julio Cesar Chavez, which growing up, like he's the legend, you know, Like, like he is the reason why boxing is pretty much big in America. And by that, I mean that he's the reason why Mexican-Americans love boxing. And- Anybody who's young, it was like, you grew up watching Chavez fights without right. a doubt. Mr. Mark Potts is your social media, right? Yes. Fidel Martina. Fidmart85. Fidmart85. Why 85? That's when I was born. You guys are so young. You're so engaging. Keep on doing what you guys are doing. Fidel Martinez. Mark Potts running the LA Times social media and video on the sports side. This podcast is our 50th one. Thanks to everybody who listened, subscribed, left great comments. We appreciate you guys. As always, can't be done without the great producing of Dave Wine, who really was the backbone, booking all the guests, getting everybody here, coordinating schedules. You try to coordinate a sports reporter schedule and a studio and bosses. Great job, Dave. Appreciate you. As always, Mike Keflin is the sound engineer. The reason you're driving on this freeway right now and it sounds smooth in your ears because of Mike Keflin has like eight different computers and screens moving around. I walk into his little studio and I walk right back out because I don't want to touch anything and break anything. Mike Heflin does a great job with all the buttons and the mixers and the levels and you know what? Whatever you're doing, keep doing it and I don't want anyone to ask you how you do it because you're really good at it. So Mike and Dave, you guys are awesome. Keep on doing what you're doing with the podcast world. I'm your host, Bethel Duran. It's just been a fun ride going down memory lane, being able to take the reader and the listener behind the scenes of the LA sports scene as a kid who grew up in Carson, delivering the LA Times, now being able to work at the LA Times and host a podcast, it's just fun. You know, I always say uh, to everybody when they ask me, what do you do? I'm like, living the dream. Hosting the podcast for the LA Times, definitely living the dream. Thank you for listening to the Arrive Early Leave Late Podcast. <laughs>